0: And uh, once again, we have with us our special guest, Paul Barmak Cizyan. And uh, before we turn to a a little bit of a different topic that we want to address with Paul, uh, we start off with a question just to get to know one another. And my question this time is going to be one of those, you know, would you rather questions that I like to do? Oh, no. We will start with, well, you guys are both computer nerds, so it doesn't really (laughs) matter. But anyway, I'm going to start with Paul as our guest. So, Paul... Would you rather text, call, or email someone and why? Mm, That's a good question. Uh,
1: If it's urgent text, if not email always, because they can take their time to reply. (laughs) There's no urgency. Yeah. And I'm not, I've never been a guy that calls people. I've never been that type it's. And when people call me, I'm always shocked. <laughs> like you could have texted me, so yeah, yeah, I would say urgent, urgent is text, super, super urgent would be a call, like, like wow, like I needed, you know, an emergency pickup evacuation so
0: if we ever get a call from you we should be like terrified yeah yeah,
1: yeah. you you know something's up wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, you
1: gotta like rescue me from some kind of
0: <laughs> bad neighborhood i'm in or something oh man roger what about you text call or email
2: uh there's not a preferred method <laughs> i think it depends who i'm contacting
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> So so who gets which one? (laughs) It depends. I've done all three of you. That is true. Uh, (laughs) Does your wife get texts or does she get calls usually? Uh. For the
2: most part, it's text messages because most of the day is at work. If it's urgent and an answer, you need more than a text, then it's a phone call. And an email is very rare, you know, if you need an attachment or something. Okay. So. But what about you, Jason? I, I think I know the answer.
0: Well, you know, since I actually like people, um, and <laughs> one have of relationships three relationships with people, you know, care about interacting with people, wow. dialogue, you know, those kinds of things. Wow. So then, I, I like to call, uh, and I like to receive calls too. Mm-hmm. Now, from some people, I don't want to receive calls, like, um, like but me. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> But it does it does truly depend, I, I suppose. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, texts can be you know quick little messages, but but emails are are when I don't want to bug anyone. Like Paul, you were kind of saying, yeah. I just leave it out there. You can answer at your own pace. Uh, a call these days, unfortunately, does seem too urgent for for some, uh, and they can you know click. They see my name, ah, not going to answer. But text, they have no choice. And I'll see sometimes that it's been read or not. Anyway, mm. uh, so yeah, I think I prefer. <laughs> I prefer calling. Well, let, let's get on to uh, a little bit less significant, no, a little more significant matters <laughs> than our way of communicating in that way, different kind of communication. But in, in this episode, uh, we wanted to talk with with Paul a, a little bit about um, outreach. Now, he uh, left the mission field, which we talked about in our last last episode, and has now come to our church, MABC, Mount Arad Bible Church, as uh, director of youth and outreach, we want to talk a little bit about the, the outreach part of that. And uh, Paul, if you could, and we'll kind of talk through this together, but could you, in your mind, uh, what, what, how would you define outreach and why outreach is important?
1: I think at the core of it, outreach is, outreach is the expression of the gospel, both in word and deed, right? So that, that's the core of it. Uh, I think there are uh, areas of outreach, uh, the nearest being our our most local community to the local church, and then expanding from there all the way out to international missions can be considered part of outreach. Mm -hmm. But I think my core understanding of what it means to reach out to someone as a believer is to, in some way, whether in word, deed, modeling, loving on, whatever you want, whatever the vernacular is today, right? Whatever the term is that we want to use, it's loving on and living with somebody to model Christ to them, Mm -hmm. to model what that is in hopes that they will come to have that understanding and that relationship. Yeah.
0: Would you, with that kind of, if it's, what I wanted to kind of ask next is what would you say is the heart of outreach? What, what, what would you, as you're visioning, what, what outreach is, what's the heart of outreach, um, the core of it? That's a good question. I, I'm not sure exactly
1: what you mean by that. So if you mean even better, even better. So yeah. Maybe, maybe that's good to define together. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, to me, the, <laughs> The core of it is to have passionate people who are obedient to Christ, Mm. Uh, that that passion of caring for one another. And you've been talking about this lately in in our church services, Uh, even starting within the church body itself, right? Mm -hmm. Having passion enough to invest in somebody else's life so that the gospel can be played out in their lives. Yeah. that can be for a believer as well not not just the the unbeliever that can be for someone who knows christ but needs to to grow in that relationship right and yeah. to see that and so to me that's the core of outreach is having a solid team of people uh, that have this passion to be obedient to god's calling and to yeah. care for other people i don't know if that's exactly what you meant by the question but that's how i would
0: personally define it I mean, the good thing is I, I'm not sure what I meant by the question. So That's this was great to it just kind of helped to answer it the way you did. I, I mean, really, I guess in my mind was the way you were you were expressed earlier. You said, hey, you know, outreach is an expression of the gospel. It just made me even think that really the heart then of outreach is the gospel. Oh, absolutely. Right. And absolutely. and we're transformed by this gospel and it leads us to be outwardly oriented in, in loving others and investing in others, as you said, and, and being sacrificial. It is. I mean, it is,
1: I think you said it, it look, man, what what Christ did for me and who Christ is and who God is the father is and the spirit is there. There is a natural expression and reaction to that, that I have as a believer, I have this unbelievable gift of grace that absolutely don't deserve and would have completely gone the other way had not been for the grace and the faith that he even gave me. And so what comes out of that is my reaction and expression to that. And that is to care for others as he's called me to do that comes out of obedience. But like you said, it's out of obedience to that central gospel message.
0: Yeah. I mean, really it's, it's a gospel obedience, right? So it's, it's this uh, transformed heart that now wants to be, Obedient and and I like kind of what you said. It's it's this gratitude that yeah, we have to the Lord. We're Absolutely. grateful. um I'm going to turn just to Roger for a second here and, and say, Raj we we discussed uh, this idea of bringing on another staff member uh, to to address particularly this this area of outreach. Um, as we were discussing. What were some of the reasons you think uh, that we thought it was important to bring on at a church, a director of outreach?
2: I think we wanted to have somebody focused on this area of ministry, especially in a small and growing church. There's so much to be involved with and so many responsibilities for the elders. And and, uh, we wanted somebody to be able to focus on this area of ministry to really bring the body around. Um, opportunities to do outreach so that there was a a focus on it there was somebody leading the charge and really driving the outreach so it's not just something one person is doing but it becomes a part of our church becomes a part of the culture of the church and and wanted to not take that responsibility on with the elders, so that we can focus on the, you know, the the teaching and discipleship in a lot of different areas, and and bring somebody on. That that was my thinking of why it was important to have somebody, um, you know, in the in the position of of outreach.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because one of the things uh, that we we felt strong with uh, at our church is that we we had teaching and and equipping in that way we have people that can teach the Word, can disciple can shepherd in those areas but one of the things that was happening is we were able to focus on the sheep here in the church but we also know that to to honor christ and his gospel we've got to go outward mm-hmm. and so it's so helpful to have someone whose eyes are now on okay what can we be doing to reach the world reach the community uh, reach those in need And so bringing Paul on was just a a part of that important vision. Paul, when you think of uh, outreach, and I know we brought you in to do outreach at a time when we're really not allowed to go out. out. So it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. uh, COVID is not exactly outreach friendly but it can yeah. be, uh, I suppose. And so, you know, in your mind, uh, whether COVID or not, you know, what are some things that come to your mind as ways that you would like to see churches, uh, our church in particular, but but also just in churches in general, or what have you seen that's worked? What's, what's a good way uh, to reach out?
1: Yeah. And let me just comment on COVID real quick, because I, I know that that's that's a major issue right now, and it's stopping a lot of things. COVID is also teaching us that people really need to have relationship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're lacking in that, and Zoom doesn't cover that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. offense to Zoom, right? A- a- any of these tools that we use. Uh, it- it's clearly showing me that there is a breaking point for us spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. And we need to, we need to be together. God has woven us in such a way that we need relationship. And I think that segues well, because as COVID has kind of woken, at least in my view, it's woken me up to that need and that necessity. I think that also kind of drives what outreach should look like. And there are lots of practical different things you could do in outreach, but I think the heart of that should be, how do you, Love on the people that are around you, right? Hmm. So how do you in, in what ways can you show somebody that they are cared for and they're cared for because we've been cared for? Hmm. They're cared for because we've been loved on, and so we can care for them. Uh, that can be expressed in many different ways. Any anything from so the deed side of outreach, right? CHF is a great example of that. <laughs> It's the literal feeding of somebody, right? That is a powerful message. And it's part of the gospel message. That's absolutely biblical, absolutely powerful. There are other expressions of that as well, right? Uh, Opening yourself up. You recently sent the church uh, a very simple, excellent guide of, hey, here's a letter you could send to your neighbor, right? Opening yourself up as a church to your, the community around you to say, Hey, listen, we're here for you. We want to pray with you. Uh, We don't see ourselves higher than you. We just believe we have the answer here. We believe that he is that answer and that there is a hope much greater than COVID, a hope much greater than presidential election, much greater than everything that's going on here. There's something way beyond this temporal area. And, and, to, and to me, that's got to be the heart of, of what we do, whether that's local outreach or it's beyond local outreach in, into the you know greater Los Angeles area, into the greater U.S. area, or even beyond that, right, into the international world. There's so many ways you can do that, from feeding someone to caring for the elderly, to walking alongside. I know at MNBC, uh, there has been uh, an, an initiative to walk alongside foster parents and 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 get into that area, all of these areas where you can be supportive and you can tell somebody that they're cared for and loved on, uh, those are powerful different ways you can do things. And some are very practical. Uh, We have an idea from one of our our young guys now to even just have our community show up to the, you know, parking lot of the church, play a game of horse, raise some funds, raise some awareness of things that are going on in the world. And at the same time, be able to greet them, get to know our community. I mean, we have people right around us that have maybe never heard the message of Christ yeah. or have very negative views of what a church is like. And so there's simple ideas like that. And, and you can take it from there. Caring for the elderly these days in a society where elderly are kind of you know, put aside most of the time that's a powerful thing that we could be doing as a church. And that is the gospel that is part of the holistic gospel that Christ has taught us. Right.
0: So I think those are all right on and and so helpful to to think about it in those terms. So what do you think hinders us then? What are some of the hindrances um, for the local church in terms of doing outreach? What's preventing us from doing these things?
1: Well, yeah, I'm new to the to the well, I'm back being new to the US local church. So right. I don't know if I'm in the right position to critique it as well as I could. Um, I think part of it is there is a shyness, especially in the United States, to express your beliefs, express that there is one way to, to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is that shyness there. And maybe that comes out of not practicing that enough. Maybe that comes out of not having that confidence enough in ourselves to be able to share that message. I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is we get very comfortable in our suburban lifestyles. Uh, we are very busy people. And mm-hmm. how we got so busy, I don't know. But I've noticed that in the United States, after living somewhere else for nine years, man, we're busy here. And, and we fill our lives with whatever that is, and so when it takes an investment, an investment of time, an investment of energy to break away from that busyness for a while and think of someone else in whatever small way that might be. Again, I, the, the practical ways we can do outreach are, are less important to me than the where are the passionate people who are willing to invest that time. So I think those two things kind of play a role in it. Again, not to critique. I think that's just natural in where we're at. Yeah. Uh, and I think the more we discuss it inside of the church, I think the church has to have these open discussions and I don't mean just the local Mount Autodoc Bible church. I think the church body as a yeah. whole in of whatever course. local churches you're in, that topic needs to be discussed more to say, Hey, who is willing to make that investment knowing the powerful gift we've been giving, we've been given. Yeah.
0: I was uh, just having a conversation with another pastor today um, from another church who shared with me that um, he, before COVID, of course, I think he said they tried a modified version uh, these days, but before COVID, he uh, was once a week or once every other week or so, uh, they just invited everyone in the town or in the, and sorry, in their area uh, mm-hmm. to come on by in their front yard, and they were going to have, I don't even remember what he said, some sort of snacks or something, and they would just uh, hang out with the, the community. Yeah, man. And yeah. Uh, he was saying, hey, this is something that is just a way of letting the neighbors know that we love them. Yeah. And uh, and if we get into conversation about the gospel, even better. Uh, exactly. So. I just thought it's it, similar to what um, Rosaria Butterfield she has that book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key, I think, is a book on hospitality. Yeah. A real powerful book. Um, something yeah, that you, we could. Yeah.
1: You preached on hospitality uh, uh, several um, weeks ago now, I think.
0: It's been a while, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but what a powerful thing that we don't necessarily do as part of our daily lives, right? Yeah. And I mean, these are simple, what you just brought up. The investment's not large, right? It's not a great financial investment. Right. It's an investment of your afternoon. Uh, And yet, what a powerful way to just get to know your community and let them know that you're there, you love them, and you love them because somebody's loved you way more. (laughs) Such a simple thing. And we could be doing that. And you look at a property or the area that Mount Ararat is in, There are people around us very clearly that we could be inviting and, and just showing them that we have this love. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something unbelievable and planned out for months and all of that. We can simply give bread to someone. We could simply pray over the guy that's on the street right in front of our church. Right. Uh, That is outreach. And if we do that as a collective body and we organize around that, I think that could be a powerful, powerful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, uh, and Roger, you might want to chime in on this too. I, I, as as Paul's talking, it's just striking me. So we do these outreach things now and, and show the love of Christ. and And people will become attracted, hopefully, to the goodness of the gospel, the beauty of the gospel in our lives and in what we're proclaiming. And then they want to come. Now, what obstacles are there <laughs> as they're coming now. Now, now, what are some of the potential uh, question marks, obstacles, hindrances to them becoming part of the body? Do we, Does a congregation need to be prepared if they're going to be doing outreach and being outreach oriented? And, and what does the congregation need to be prepared for? Mm. Either of you jump in.
1: Well, I'll give my little spiel about that and then Roger <laughs> could really explain it. Well, listen, if, if you're going to ask for outreach, be ready, be ready. Uh, God is going to do something with that. And so I would encourage any church, if you are a church that is, uh, let's call it homogeneous in your structure, uh, and you have a single way you've been doing things for a while, but you want to do outreach, be ready to accept people into your church. Be ready to accept different people. Be ready to love on them and care about them and have them in your, as part of the body. Be ready to reach out to them on an ongoing basis. Outreach is not a one-time event. Hmm. Outreach is discipleship and ministry and mentoring. That's my little. Yeah.
0: It's a good spiel. Roger, what, what, yeah. what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think you know, one of the challenges is when somebody new comes feeling welcome. And I think our body does uh, generally a good job at seeing new people and introducing themselves and getting to know them. Cause that's really what's going to cause them to want to come back again. If you come to a church and, you know, nobody says hi to you, nobody shakes your hand or you can't shake hands right now, but nobody (laughs) comes and welcomes you. You don't feel like, (laughs) Um, you know, the likelihood of you coming back is going to be less than if you connect with somebody. And, and I think with our church, we, in a sense that we have so many of us of the same ethnicity when we have people who are, come from a different background, a different ethnicity or socioeconomic background. it's Are we willing to get to know them and to be welcoming them and not be uh, maybe cliquish with who, who we talk to every week? But get to know other people because we're a small church. We know uh, we know each other. We like to see each other. We see each other once a week. But at the same time, are we keeping our eyes out for those who are new, um, who are coming in our body, and being ready? Uh, you know, like Paul says. You know, I I was part of a church prior where, you know, you are ready for for the guy who came out of jail and he's coming to mm-hmm. church now. Mm. And he his background is, you know, uh, v- very different. And uh, uh, there were times where it's like, yeah, welcome to the body, and come hear about That's Jesus. Right. You know, do we have the right mindset of why we're gathering, even of you know, worshiping the Lord wh- wherever so we come from?
0: So, yeah, so it's true. interesting. It's, it's outreach is, is never it's it's never a thing in itself, right? right? It's, it's gotta be well integrated into the life and discipleship of the church and the church has to buy into it. I know Paul and I had, had some interesting conversations as we were talking about potentially having him come on to be a part of the church and, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, are we really, uh, ready, uh, for outreach and, and what that might bring and and what that might look like, um. And that's so important. I, I I know many churches that that struggle with the same thing that they're they've been around for whatever x amount of years and they've all been together. And you know, um, I I remember one church uh, that I was uh, uh, involved with, and there was a conversation being had where where someone uh, looked around and and said, "Wow, you know, there's so many people that I don't recognize." And the person that she was saying that to thought that she meant it as a positive thing. Like, Oh yeah, that's, isn't it great. Then. And, and she looked at him and said, no, it's awful. This is our church. Where are our people, mm. you know, uh, wow. that's a interesting, wow. interesting mindset. Right. What and, a message. And yeah. But we can all fall into that because we love each other. We're, we're taught to love the, the local body and we're trying to build that relationship up. Um, my, my sermon on la- last Sunday is kind of on that theme of how to love one another. But, sometimes maybe we're loving one another and forgetting about what about those new friends and new people that are showing up um, and the community around us too. And like, I think both of you said, you got to connect with them if they're going to want to come back again. And how do we promote that? I mean, what do you guys think about how, what's some just real practical ways to connect with someone who comes into the church? Who's new?
2: I think, I think, you know, even, even just uh, getting to know them that first time, uh, getting their information and uh, meeting up with them, have coffee, have lunch, invite them over to your home even, Mm -hmm. and that's a powerful way to connect that, that real hospitality, follow up with them during the week. If you, if you got in touch with them, you know, depends on your comfort level. We'll, we'll text, Jason will call them, um, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but make that follow-up call because i think that's powerful to say you, you know you really care um but really connecting with them in a sense of really getting to know them and just asking lots of questions people love to answer questions about themselves yeah. and you get them talking about themselves you get, really get to know them and they'll really feel like you you know you, you really care about who they are and getting to know yeah. him so what, what about you paul what do you think
1: yeah it's so powerful what you said i i, I totally agree him mean, you look at I mean, what did jesus do right when he was ministering to people he broke bread with them he sat with mm-hmm. them he ate with them to the point where like other people were critiquing him on that right who was this guy sitting with right? It, it was a radical thing at the time uh that's that's a very strong message you send someone when you say I'm willing to invest a coffee time with you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, to text you. I'm willing to, and again, it doesn't have to be these unbelievably long sessions. We're not talking about that. We're talking about getting to know somebody new and that could be as simple as just spending time, having some coffee, asking a few questions uh, and having Mm -hmm. them ask you some questions. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's, a wonderful way once once the formal outreach has happened right, right. What, what we call outreach what real outreach is is at that post what happens after that event when yeah. those people come to church and that takes investment like i said and i i am hopeful and it was one of the big questions i was asking before i came are we ready for that and yeah. i am i am hopeful that we are as a body yeah.
0: it- it's interesting. One of the things that I, I think was, is helpful, just along the lines of what you guys have both said, definitely asking questions, go meet up with them for coffee. Um, let them know that you do care and that you're willing to make that intentional investment in them. Um, something else that I've tried and I think is helpful is introduce them to some others in the church, too. Take them, you know, yeah. it's not just, Hey, who are you? How are you? Nice to meet you. Okay. I'll see you later. It's, Hey, why don't you come and meet yeah. the group, come and meet so-and-so. I think you'd love to get to know these people as well. And, and let them feel like they're becoming part of a group and that their connection isn't just with that one. Now you could deepen a connection with that one person, but bringing them in. So it kind of makes me think outreach is really about bringing in, right? Yeah. You're going out to bring in. It, it, it's not about Letting them stay out and and just the going out, you're trying to bring them in. Um, And there's look, there there
1: will always be times in outreach where you are going to care for somebody on the outside, and it and it ends there physically, right? You 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 you're going to that elderly person's home. You're going to, okay. There are those moments, sure. But a lot of outreach is exactly what you're saying. It's step one of a process that hopefully ends with that person knowing the grace of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that one step, but so much more is involved in that. And that's why a church Mm -hmm. as a whole, it needs to be part of the philosophy, the makeup of the church as a whole, that, that particular local church. And, and trust me, man, I've seen it. We all know what God will do with those. There's so many stories we know about where someone came to Christ because, you know, I just talked to someone in the church. Part of her story was two girls took me and got me Jamba juice.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, yep. that's part of her gospel testimony was yep. was that. That was the deed. And then somebody else did the, the word. Yeah. That's, that's
0: a powerful thing. And, and you just you, you you're, what you brought up as hindrances. Hmm. Uh, these are important. You know, you said, you know, comfort, uh, shyness, but then busyness. Yeah. This is, this is huge. We need to build as Christians because this is, this is who we are. You know, the rest of this is going to stay here. You know, we've got to be focused on the eternal things and we've got to build this margin into our lives. That includes the time that we're going to invest in other people. Absolutely. I
1: mean, we are a, a society of task oriented people. We, we, we do our task list list, uh, that, that's part of our culture. And that's a good thing in many ways. That's a good sure. thing. But we need to open ourselves up to have that relational side of us more, to stop and be okay with not getting that thing done so mm-hmm. that I can have relationship with a person. That, that's a powerful thing. We need to blend that better and yeah. be more balanced in that. Tasks are great. I'm not against tasks. Sure. Yeah, you know, of course. I have my task list.
0: <laughs> no, th- this is great. And it's a conversation that needs to be ongoing. And I'm sure that we will, we will keep talking about this and, and so many other things related to it. But really thankful for you, Paul, for uh, coming on and, and thinking through this topic with us. And uh, hopefully we'll bring you back on to, to delve into it some more. And we really want to see churches, uh, ours as well as many others, uh, grow in these areas to, to honor Jesus and advance his kingdom, uh, which yeah, is yeah. what we believe we're called to. Um, Roger, I don't know, uh, any takeaways that as you're thinking about this outreach uh, topic and conversation, something that stood out to you?
2: Yeah, I think it really resonated with the emphasis on uh, loving people and caring for people. Uh, because yeah. we've been cared for are really an expression of how God has loved us. We're just a vehicle of loving other people and having that that heart for others. Uh, that's really yeah. good. How about Amen. yourself?
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking something very similar. I think Paul, the way you defined uh, outreach at the at the uh, head of the at the beginning of our episode, was this expression of the gospel, whether in word or in deed. And I think that's exactly it. It's the, the gospel coming out of us and every Christian has the gospel in them, mm-hmm. right? It's true. That's, yeah. that's, what's given birth to us Absolutely. As, as new, new birth and new life. And uh, it's got to come out. <laughs> that's, that's what right. it does. Yeah. So yeah, I really appreciate it. So for those listening, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation um, and hope that you'll dig deeper. And we're praying for all of you listening as well as for our church uh, we'd love for you to share uh, this podcast, uh, subscribe. Let us know if there's a topic that you're interested in. You could uh, send us an email at feedback at rod and staff.org. And uh, hope to catch you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.